Oh yeah, we're, we're still hanging out at Gamehole Con, and we're doing our many, many interviews. And this is Larry with Guys Games of Beer, and I'm with... Rob, and I'm with Guys Games of Beer, and I'm with... David Lapp from Pine Box Entertainment. Awesome. All right, let's get going. Let's talk gaming. Yeah. First things first, you got to kickstart going. Let's get let's get started on that. Let's we'll start sure. with the name. So it's Seven C City City I mean, of. Now go with it. <laughs> so it's Seven C City of Five Sales. Uh, it's an expandable card game based on the role playing game. Um, for those not familiar with Seven C, it was a role playing game in the late '90s. Also a CCG back then. Had a second edition. Um, like five years ago, and the card game now is based directly on the role-playing okay. game. Okay, so the other day I was digging through my basement and uh, I was uh, looking for, you know, cards, mm. and I found my pack of seven C's from, I would say, game or uh, Gen Con circuit like '92. Is this related to that? So it's related in the sense that it's the same IP, okay. but we're doing something a little different. So we set okay. it in a city. The original game was boats and ships. Right. But 7C itself, at its core, is about heroes and characters that are larger than uh -huh. life. So we wanted to be character-centered between our city deck and the characters. We have 65 in the game, and it's about their story in the city of five sails. So we have you in the city vying for control of the five districts. But I don't get on a boat. Not yet. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Thanks, Larry. I really appreciate that. So, how many players you got? So it's a primarily done as a two-player game, but it can go to four. There's three city locations. As you add each player, you add a player, and then we are looking for the expansions to go towards adding the solo play, where you fight against the city deck, and more multiplayer options, where you will see your boat. So is it so like oh you buy a deck and then that's the deck some someone else would buy a deck and then kind of that tradition so in, or is it a whole it's a whole set you get it's a okay. it's a base set's fifty dollars it gives you the city deck you need to play and it gives you two play sets of the neutral cards and one play set of all the faction cards so that allows you to build two decks of different factions with whatever cards you want and then you'll still have neutrals to build more but we're telling people competitively. You know, if you say there's two cards you really like in the neutrals, you can make two decks with them, you can get more boxes to build more or switch between them, so you'll always be able to have two competitive decks right out of the box for organized play or kitchen table play, however you know, people prefer to play it. Awesome. What's the, uh, what's the time span? How long are you playing for? Uh, it can go anywhere. I think we put on the box as like a 30 to 60. Um, it's a five-turn game. So you have five days in the city of five sales, but they can be long days because there's a lot going on. Um, so it could be over, we found the average to be around three days, so it hits that mark of the, the 30 to 60 minutes usually. Awesome, so for Larry, about an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah I gotta great. think about things. I think, yeah, I gotta, gotta think about things. Gotta think about yeah. things. So, so, so is good. the artwork drawn from the RPG books in that? Or? Correct, we're using um, brand new artists as well as art from the role playing Okay. Uh, so you'll see a lot of familiar familiar pieces for those that know the game. Also, we've contacted some artists from the original CCG to have some throwback pieces. So you'll see some things that might remind you, like, hey, I saw that, you know, back in the card game. Awesome. What does a gameplay round look like? So basically, to show you, so that we're going to have this city deck. 
So in, this is what we had for um, Gen Con. We had a pre-launch event with 65 players, and the game wasn't even out yet. So we were pretty happy with that and the response. So we have the three locations, the docks, the bazaar, and the forums that start in play. And you add those two as a, you know, additional players come on. So in this city deck that starts in play, we have attachments like the Giltress Gileon and the Captain's Coat. We've got characters like the Kama and we've got events like Siren Scream. So you can interact with the events, you can buy the attachments, and you can hire the mercenaries. Now what's cool about this is it's a straight 30 card deck you don't build that's numbered. So every game's different because it's gonna change the flop of options that come up each turn. And as we do expansions and organized play, you'll be able to actually affect this city deck and it'll change. So we'll have, for instance, Giltraskillion can go from 22 to 22A, and you can replace it with a new card that goes in the city deck. Um, so that is a constant, and then you build from one of the five factions. Uh, this one's Montaigne. Um, for those familiar with 7C, we have Montaigne, Usora, Vidashi, Castile, and Aizen. Um, so those are the options out of the gate. A lot of people are asking about what's going on with Avalon. You will, because they were big fans of Sea Dogs, you might remember. Um, we're going to feature them in factions. We have actually them in the deck, deck. Yeah. A lot of people are asking about Avalon. Um, so in each deck, you're going to build a little side deck of five characters. So for the Musketeer deck, we've got, for instance, uh, John Urbane here, or Henry Michelet, um, Bastion Gerard. So you're going to have five characters in that and five schemes. If anybody has played Game of Thrones, the schemes are just like the plot cards. So you know, you'd put that out to plan your turn for initiative, um, card draw gives you an ability. So every turn you muster a character and a scheme, and you can go up to the five turns, and then the rest of your deck is up to two cards of each, either neutrals or your factions. Um, there's three ways to win. You can either assassinate the enemy leader, which for this one is Odette. Um, if I can get her card. Um, she is the leader for the Musketeers. Um, they have two reference cards in here as well. So Odette, uh, the cool thing about her is the Musketeers can intervene to take damage for her. Um, so you can assassinate the leader. You can, save the queen. <laughs> you can control those three locations. Or the schemes put renown points out. You can get seven of those, seven C, and you win. Um, the coolest part about the game is a dueling mechanic. Uh, how it works is you're going to shoot out combat as threat. So let's say John wants to duel another character, right? Yeah. So you're going to shoot out three tokens. So best way without having the visual described is like tennis for volleying, right? So I'm going to send three at you. So in response, you have to play a card. So let's say you're going to play Master of Valru style. So each card has three values you go through. Repost, parry, and thrust. So if I sent three at you, you have a repost one. Repost is sending it back, you're volleying it back at me. Parry is getting rid of a damage, and thrust is generating damage back at me. You have maneuvers and techniques that can trigger. We're gonna go back and forth on this. It can result in a duel of some, some wounds, one person dying or both people dying. And that's the best part about the game is the combat mechanic. We feel that's the fun part. It feels like you're in a sword fight. We've talked to uh, 7C players at Chaosium Con that really felt like you're playing in the world of 7C. So we're glad that we hit the mark of like, 
you know, joining the marriage of the role-playing game and the card game. So, so, so far you've shown cards, but you've talked about tokens. Is there actual tokens? or do There you bring... are actual tokens. So in okay. the box, you're going to get over 300 cards, big card pool to start with. You're going to get the tokens. The tokens include the renown points, some faction ones, to show you have a location. Um, and the cool thing about the threat and wound tokens, so you send the threat, they're double-sided. So you're going to send threat, and then as you go back and forth on the volley, any that convert to wounds, you turn over. And then they oh, okay. go on the character. So that's it. They got through that. If they yes. convert to a wound, you're they got through. You got damage yeah. through. Correct. Yeah. 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 Damage. Yep. Awesome. All right. So I gotta do the number one. Uh, now that I've seen the art, I want you to uh, mention again the artwork for it. Oh, so you mentioned it earlier, but so Charles Erbach, who's in the hall right now, did the cover art for the Four Musketeers. That's a pretty dang impressive artwork. Yeah, it's really cool. He's got the playmats here and everything, and Prince. Um, he's been a friend of Pinebox for a while, and big going back. We're all old L5R fans. If you played that, because you had the old 7C game, I got the Scorpion tattoo. Um, yeah, we, we have, and for those that don't know, we also make the Doomtown card game. Um, also an old AG one that we brought back, and we had a lot of artists involved in that come over to this. So you, you'll definitely see a mix of new art with the art you recognize. He, you said he, he had playmats. Uh, is it playmats with arts or playmats that help you understand? Like some playmats will actually right. like have placements of cards and some so, are just nice to have. So what we know? did, so his is more of the nice to have, but we have in the Kickstarter that's live right now until November 4th, there's an add-on for an instructional playmat yeah. that goes on the world of Thea from 7C. So you have a map of the world of 7C with uh, spots on the map to where to put your card. So it acts as an instructional aid. I, you know, I think experienced game players, um, playmats are kind of nice to have. But if you're teaching non-experienced game players, I think the instructional ones are very helpful. Yeah, we yeah. actually... Yeah, cards go there. Cards go there. Yeah. See, the pictures match. We yeah. did that. We did the same thing for Doomtown, too. We did a Weird West map um, with the overlay, which was really nice. Um, we actually took the idea from the Flesh and Blood card game. I had seen a map I really liked from that. And I was like, you know, this could be adapted in a cool way for our games. How long is this Kickstart going on for you? So we started it this month. Um, I think we got two weeks, just under two weeks left, so it's going to be Friday, November 4th um, that it ends. Awesome. Staying on the Kickstart for a little bit here, um, I always ask, what recommendations would you have for somebody who wants to start a Kickstart on a game? Um, so there's a lot you have to put into place. Uh, just to give our background, uh, for Pinebox Entertainment, none of us have this as our day job. This is, we started a company literally to save Doomtown. That was the game that we loved. Um, we came on as developers and uh, then licensed the property from Pinnacle. Um, to do that, I would definitely recommend going to Gamma Trade Show because we learned a lot of that, of what to do as far as getting the manufacturers in place, getting the shipment in place, all the stuff to say, hey, you know, we knew... We had a designer for Doomtown come on board. I was community manager that knew about doing events. We had someone for card layout. But there's a lot of the logistical side that we had to pick up. So I would say you can learn a lot from that. Um, also hitting up people involving marketing, just talking to people in the industry, because they're all really awesome. So they're all helpful. Um, Studio 2 is our distributor, so like they've helped us. 
um, kind of go on to what we had to do, having the warehouse and everything. Uh, I, I would say for this, um, for the Kickstarter, try to have everything in place that you plan on doing rather than try to like go on the fly during it. If you can get everything down, what you want to do for the updates, who you want to do for marketing, everything like that, and get all that in place before launch, you can show the preview page to people. Don't think you know you have to tell people about it right away. Um, probably my final advice is look at Frank West. Um, he does the Isle of Cats games, and he's now president of Gamma. He put out a lot of articles on what to do for Kickstarters. So I would say, you know, his stuff is probably a lot better advice than I can give. So, so the the game is obviously the best reward. But uh, what's the what's your second funnest reward in your opinion on the Kickstarter? Um, so I said this to John Zinzer from AEG. He he helped us out a lot talking to us. And for me, you know, when I say it's not our day job, is because we've all been playing games for over 20 years card games that we like met friends through and had a community through um, that I would have never had if not for them AG making these games so one thing I want to do is kind of as a give back is creating a community and one thing that happened when we went to Gen Con was there was a, um, a teenage boy that almost made the cut and he loved the game and his dad made a post about how he can't stop talking about it we're helping raise the next generation of card players, and that's the second best thing I would say. I think that's why everybody does it. We right? all win. Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> gamers win, developers win, everybody yeah. wins. I like that. All right. Yeah. So they want to check you out. What's the website again? Uh, pineboxentertainment.com, and you want to go to Kickstarter uh, for 7C City of Five Sales. Awesome. Thank you very much for coming right. on. Thank I really you guys. appreciate it. Appreciate it too.